welcome to track number 12 of Candle in the Dark. Lord 
The commission is completed by the ministry of the apostles. They say we have many souls in our own countries. If God intends the salvation of the world, he will somehow bring the gospel to them. Or bring them to the gospel. Today, most Christians sit at ease, have no concern for lost sinners. They don't want to be candles in the dark. Consideration of you who sit at ease, I offer these observations. If the whole body of Christians entered heartily into the Great Commission and loved the souls of their fellow creatures more than they love themselves. And more than they love their own lives, they could become candles in the dark. They could become saviors of this world. Whoa, whoa. A candle in the dark.
All right. Glory to God. Now we're going to look at loneliness and hardness of William Carey. Sit down. Now, people who do great things for God actually have done nothing. It's God who does the great things. But it's just to say yes. So when you want to be in a happy relationship, learn to say yes and sorry. Just say yes to everything. Sorry. Don't be a person who can't say sorry. Don't be a person who can't say yes to Jesus. Amen. Now, William Carey, although he didn't know it as he walked on the sands of India's shoreline, William Carey would not leave India for the rest of his life. All right? God had called him to the unevangelized nation. And he would zealously fulfill that call until his last breath. These are his words. And I think his words are a bit more important to us now. Because we need to have such men of God as role models, good examples. People that are not in the Bible. But they are here and learn from them. William Carey is the missionary to India. His, this is the town that he, he went from, Kettering. Yeah, he was here, Kettering Baptist Church. And then he went. So about one kilometer from here, there's a, his ha- mission house. William Carey mission house. So it's amazing we are here. And we are talking about it. All right? Now... Different people have different things they admire. And uh, we admire great missionaries and bringers of salvation. All right. So I'm going to give you a few of his statements. And, And I think they are worth noting. Number one, he said, to know the will of God, we need an open Bible and an open map. Amen. Amen. To know the will of God. Amen. Amen. We need an open Bible and an open map. What do you think? Good idea. Because you can be sitting down in your town thinking that oh, the whole world is saved. But if you have an open map, you'd be surprised. Now, ask your neighbor, why, why would you need a map since you're not a geography student?
Now, listen to what he said. He was, he was inspired by the Moravians. The Moravians are Zenzendorf and his team. And they went into the whole world and sent missionaries all over. So, listen to what he said. This is what William Carey said. You see, God always gives you somebody to look up to and to admire. So, William Carey said, see what the Moravians have done. Huh? Can't we Baptists at least attempt something in fealty to the Lord, to the same Lord? What's fealty? Loyalty. It also means loyalty. Fealty. All right? Yeah. Can't we Baptists at least attempt something in fealty to the same Lord? So can't we, we first love also attempt something? Yeah. We can also attempt something. Look at what the Baptists have done. Look at what the Moravians, look at what William Carey has done. Can't we also attempt something? I see you in every nation. Yeah. You'll be there with your British accent talking. Hello, you know, I just came all the way from London, you know, I want to talk to you about Jesus. Now, every time he broached the subject of missionary work, right, with Christian leaders, the reaction was always the same. Listen to the reaction. To William Carey. That's why, that's why I say that to be a candle in the dark is to be alone and to be hard. Listen to their reaction. He says, every time he broached that subject with Christian leaders, the reaction was the same. They would say, you are a miserable enthusiast. If God wanted the heathen of the world to be saved, he would take care of it himself. There are enough unsaved people in our own midst. But Carrie would answer, surely God means what he says. And surely he means for us who know him to carry the message of redemption to all men everywhere. Amen. Amen. And in spite of the church's objections, William Carey, (laughs) in spite of all the objections, he sat down and wrote out what he called the inquiry. Yeah. Which was a summary of his beliefs. Some of the words are in ready at 20 and a candle in the dark. He said, an inquiry into the obligations of Christians to use means for the conversion of the heathens. It became known simply as the inquiry. And this is what he said in that book. He said, if it be the duty of all men when the gospel comes to believe unto salvation, then it is the duty of those who are entrusted with the gospel to endeavor to make it known among all nations for the obedience of truth. Carrie declared, No, 
as long as the majority of the world was covered in heathen darkness, Christians had an obligation to bring them the message of Christ's salvation. Amen. And listen to what he said. He said, if the English have been blessed to know and live in the grace of God's salvation for a long while, how could they withhold such a great salvation from those in foreign lands who died without the knowledge of God's saving grace? Hmm? If the English, are you the English today? You are the English now. There's no other English. You are the English. If the English have been blessed to know and live in the grace of God's salvation, tell your neighbor, just talk, turn to just one person and tell. What I say, then you, 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 you talk to him. Tell the person next to you. Say, if the English have been blessed to know and live in the grace of God's salvation, for a long while, how could they withhold such a great salvation? from those in foreign lands who died without the knowledge of God's saving grace. Yeah. How could they do that? No, that one I'm saying. I'm saying. But tell the person, how, I mean, is that what you are doing? Is that what you are doing? Then, in his book, all right, Carrie reminded readers that it was the missionaries of the first and second centuries who had spread Christianity to England in the first place, to Germany, to Spain, to France, to Egypt, and Libya. And then he went on to give an account of the populations in the world the beliefs the locations of all the people of the known world based on eight years of study of what was happening in the world and the British were astonished at his at the detail that he came up nothing had been written like that before and this is what he said he challenged his Christian brothers and he said I question whether we are justified in staying here while so many are perishing without means of grace in other lands. In describing the role of the missionary, Carrie actually described himself. He said, the missionary must take every opportunity of doing good to the lost and laboring and traveling night and day. They must, that's the missionary, must instruct, exhort, rebuke with all long suffering and an anxious desire for them. And above all, must be instant in prayer for the effusion of the Holy Spirit 
upon the people of their charge. And then Curry ended his book with a stirring challenge. He said, surely it is worthwhile to lay ourselves out with all our might in promoting the cause and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So he preached, attempt great things. Find larger canvas, stouter and taller tent poles, and stronger tent pegs. Catch wider visions, dare bolder programs, rouse up and go forth to conquer for Christ, even the uttermost parts and isles of the sea. And when the congregation sat without responding, Carrie turned to Fuller, the pastor, and said, are you after all again going to do nothing to all his preaching? Is it not amazing? Wow. Now at the end of his, is he, was he a candle in the dark? Is he, he was preaching and the pastor, no looking at, they were looking at him like, it's like you are overzealous. I mean, we don't know what you are talking about. We are okay in England. We are not bad here. What is the stirring up? What problem are you trying to bring? That is how it is to be a candle in the dark. And people preaching the gospel have always been a candle in the dark. Or they've always been candles in the dark. Anytime somebody emphasizes salvation, emphasizes the great commission, emphasizes these things, he's always alone. And not, not, it's not like it's new. It's not like it's, it's, because you see, we don't see any problem. Look at the praises we have in here. I mean, we're dancing, moving. I mean, we are okay. We found Christ. I mean, we are really okay because we've really found Christ. Like what problem, what else is there? We found Christ. We are in the light. We know Jesus. We, we, we know salvation. We know we are happy in God. We are going to heaven. Our names are written in the book of life. What else do we need? Let's sit and drink and eat and be happy. So anytime somebody comes up with such ideas and wants to emphasize on the gospel preaching, what happens is that he's, he looks all alone. People look at him like, really? <laughs> really? Seriously? You want us to go where? <laughs> but we're going to go. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. It's going to happen practical. We are singing it. We are happy with it. Yeah. Go somewhere, preach somewhere. Go somewhere, preach somewhere. I want my life to count. And I want my life to count to say thank you. I, I honestly, I don't, there's how, I don't know how people will be saved, how many they are have to be saved. And all. Honestly, look, I can tell you something between me and you. Don't tell anybody. But look, it's not that I, like, I care so much for souls that are lost. But I want to say thank you. I, I, I'm 
care for my soul and I'm, I'm really thankful. So like, I don't know how to say thanks. Do you get what I'm saying? And to say thank you, I want to find what I feel is the dearest thing to the Lord. Like something that he really loves. You know, like if you really love somebody and the person is coming home, you prepare a favorite food. Like something he really likes. Something he really wants. You meet a person with a smile and with a special food. Huh? Are you there or you're going? Can I have some help up here? Are you still around? I'm, I'm, teach, I'm teaching you. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you. I'm showing you. Listen, 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 listen. I'm showing you also how to marry. How to love. Yes. So what I'm saying is if I love the Lord, like what can I find some that he really likes? You get what I'm saying? What does he really like? What does he want? And I do it from like maybe if I could do that to make him really happy. Just to say thank you. I don't know these souls. I don't know them. I mean, they, I hope they go to heaven. But really, I, I can't know how they will all be saved. And sometimes I think about it. I, I, I almost feel like dying for I don't know how many these people are. And when will they be saved? I can't see how I can save them. But, you know, what I want to do is to say thank you for what he's done for me. And if it is this little effort, so be it. Uh, what concerns him, what he likes, what I like. You love somebody, you like what the person likes. You don't choose what you like for him. True or not true? When you get married and your husband travels, I'm talking to wives now, you don't just sit at home and when he comes home, there's nothing to eat. I mean, you have to think of what he may like. Now, you think that what I'm saying is not necessary, but there are many people, you know, who just don't have no... Look, we buy some food on the way home. But when he comes home, you should have prepared many things with some candles, man. I don't mean gospel candles. I mean home candles. I'm talking about house candles. Kayla by Shaka Bayana. Yeah. I want to love Jesus because he loved me. I do not know why. I can never explain why. I cannot understand why. I cannot tell why, how I got here. I got to be saved. I don't know. I could have been born. I could have been different. But I thank him and I want to say thank you. Allow me to say thank you. And I'm going to find something that the Lord likes. And I'm going to do it for him with all my heart. You're getting married to somebody and the person likes goat head soup. Like he wants to see the whole head in the soup. Swimming with the mouth open and the teeth. Ah. 
you cannot tell him he should like something else that is what he wants to eat If you want to make God happy, you have to give him a soul. You have to know what makes him really happy. And what makes him really happy are souls. I do not know why you're standing here because I'm still reading William Carey's book. Now, Are you there? Missionary, where is she? The missionary must take every opportunity of doing good and laboring. I like that part, laboring and traveling. Day and night. Isn't it? Is there not a song like that? Laboring, traveling, day and night. We'll be laboring, we'll be traveling, day and night. Are we justified in staying here mm. while so many are perishing without means of grace in other lands? We must take every chance of doing good to the lost. Mm. We will be laboring and traveling day and night. We'll be laboring. We'll be traveling. There's a man called Mr. Marshman. Mr. Joshua Marshman. When William Carey was sick and dying, he was with him. And Mr. Marshman had worked with William Carey for a long time, 34 years. So, while William Carey was lying down on the bed, this Mr. Marshman was sitting by him. And William Carey, he could see that he was going. So, William Carey turned to him with what he described as a lingering smile. Do you want to have a lingering smile when you are dying? Not a lingering grimace. A lingering smile. And he said, hmm? Friend, friend, my friend, I've been with you for 34 years. I have no fears. I have no doubts. I have not a wish left unsatisfied. Yes, not even one wish is left unsatisfied. I've done everything that I wanted to do for God. I have not left a wish unsatisfied. I hope when you die, you not have some wishes unsatisfied and unfulfilled. God forbid. We'll be laboring. We'll be traveling. 
I hope there wouldn't be somewhere you wanted to travel, you didn't travel. Are we justified in staying here while so many are perishing without means of grace in other lands? We must take every chance of doing good to the lost. Oh, we will be laboring and traveling day and night. Ready at 20. I'll be ready at 20 for the work of God. There was a man called Dave Daniel Gogali, a young English missionary, he just came from England. And he visited William Carey, and he was actually bold enough to ask him about death. He said, Dear friend, Mr. Carey, you are evidently standing on the borders of the eternal world. Do not think it wrong then if I ask you this question. He's bold, isn't he? I mean, a senior man like William Carey, look at the question I'm going to ask him. And he said, he, this is his question. What are your feelings in the immediate prospect of death? Like, what are your feelings about the prospect of just dying now? The question roused Carey from his rest. He got up. And opening his eyes, he earnestly replied, as far as my personal salvation is concerned, I have not a shadow of doubt. I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. But when I think that I am about to appear, in the presence of a holy God and remember all my sins and manifold imperfections, I tremble. That's what he said. So you see, even the great William Carey had many imperfections and sins just like you. Hmm? There is nobody who is perfect or good. Good? Good? No, no. We'll be struggling. We'll be laboring day and night to the end. Yeah. Yeah. I hardly preach without arrows here and here and bleeding. Hardly. If you, if you could see you see here, here, bleeding. Rarely do I minister without bleeding, active bleeding, spiritual bleeding. Yes. With wounds. If you could see in the spirit, you will see many, many scars. Wounds heal, wounds reopen. Heal wounds. You never know. 
So you, because you could be asking like, so William Carey, which manifold imperfections? I mean, you went all the way from India, blah, 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 blah. Me. So, thank God. You know, and even though you've been set free from many evils, the devil is a professional never give upper. And the temptation that Jesus had at the very beginning of his life with the Lord, he had it at the very end. How was the temptation at the beginning? Temptation at the beginning was, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, if, if which means prove it, prove it, if you are the son of God. And Jesus said, no, you can't tempt the Lord your God. Jump. No, if you say jump, I will not jump. What you say is what I will not do. Anything the devil tells you, I, no, no, even if it's a good thing, don't do it. Yeah. Just because the devil is the one who said it. He must never be listened to. He must not be respected. And he must not have, ins- he must not have instructions that you follow. And even if somebody speaks to, the devil speaks to somebody, don't follow it. Now, at the end of his ministry, he was on the cross like this. Same demons came back. You see, like intelligent animals. If you are the son of God, come down. Same words. So I don't want you to ever get tired of the devil. Why is this thing following me? Why not? It's what you should be asking. If it's not following you, you should be be bothered. Yeah. If you don't have a problem, you you should be worried. Why is everything so peaceful? I mean, I even almost get alarmed when things are peaceful. It's like, hey, what's going to happen next? <laughs> what's coming? Why is everything working? <laughs> why, is, why is there peace? Why is there no opposition? Yeah. Amazing. There's always something. Yeah. An intelligent animal. Intelligent dragon. Intelligent snake. Now, the best snake that we can liken to the devil will be the black mamba. Yeah, not the cobra, not even the viper. The black mamba. And I thought so when I went to Zimbabwe. It was confirmed. I went to a snake zoo. And they showed me all the snakes. And they had a long rod like this, long like from here to here. And they could put it, they put it in and somehow wake the snake up so that he moves a bit to like impress us. Like it's a cobra, viper, something. But when it got to the black mamba, he said, is that a black mamba? I said, yes, a black mamba. So the others, he stirred them up and they were kind of lazy. But the black mamba, when he, he, he put the thing in and when it moved just a little, he closed, he said, this one is a dangerous one. Very fast. You see him in the afternoon, not in the, even in the night. He said, any snake you see in the afternoon, it's a black mamba, not a, not a cobra. They come and this one is daytime. And it's fast. It's faster than a human being running on the ground behind you like that. And it's chasing that. This is faster than a sprinter. They've been known to curl themselves into a ring and roll down the hill. Yeah. To chasing somebody. It's like, it's like it has a mind. Whatever is chasing you, I block it now in Jesus' name.
So, friends, yes, we're going to do well in Jesus. Amen. Now, another important person I want us to look at is um, no other than, before I come to the main, is William Booth. Listen to, um, I don't really understand what William Booth, I'm going to meditate on it, but I want to say what his wife said. Catherine Booth. Listen to what she said. She said, We want men who are set on soul saving, who are not ashamed to let everyone know that this is the one aim and object of their life and that they make everything secondary to this. What a wife. Let's say it again. We want, let's, maybe you should write it down. We want men, yeah, she's talking to the men who are set on soul saving. Men who are set on soul saving. Who are not ashamed to let everyone know that this is the one aim and object of their life. And that they make everything secondary to this. Amen. Catherine Booth. Wow. Is it powerful? Are these wonderful words from a wonderful person? Amen. Now, this is William Booth. He's, he, this is, these are his words now coming up. Are you ready for William Booth? This is his commandments. He says, number one, we are a salvation people. Wow. We are a what? Salvation people. This is our specialty. This is what? Our specialty. Getting people saved and keeping them saved. And then getting somebody else saved. Wow. We are a what? Salvation people. Say we are a salvation people. This is our specialty. Is that a good thing? Should we make that our specialty? We are a salvation people and this is our specialty. To get people saved and keep them saved. And after that, get somebody else saved. Wow. Is that not fantastic and amazing? Beautiful and wonderful? Amen? Now, he says, clear your vision. Halt, stand still, and afresh, and fully apprehend and comprehend your calling. You are to be a worker with God for the salvation of your fellow men. Now listen to this part. What is the business of your life? Not merely to save your soul and make yourself meet for paradise. No! You are to be a redeemer, a savior, a copy of Jesus Christ himself. Hey, 
I'll read it again. No, you are to be a redeemer, a savior, a copy of Jesus Christ himself. So consecrate every awakened power to the great end of saving them. Rescue the perishing. There they are all around you everywhere. Crowds upon crowds. Multitudes. Wow. These are his commandments to his people. Be skillful. Improve yourself. Study your business. Be self-sacrificing. Remember the master. What you lose for his sake. And for the sake of the poor souls for whom he died, you shall find again. Stick to it. Having your hand to the salvation plow, don't look back behind you. Amen. Amen. And finally, his instructions to the army who are going out on missions. Number one, make your will. Pack your box. Kiss your girl. Be ready in a week. Shall I read the instructions again? Shall I read it again? Make your will. That your will for when you die. Pack your box. Number two. Number three. Kiss your girl. And number four. Be ready in a week. Wow. These are four powerful Instructions and commands to missionaries. Make your will. Pack your box. Kiss your girl. Be ready in a week. I think he likes short statements like John. That's why words like others. He would just send a message, others. It's like you have to think. So his, his things are like short, powerful statements. Yeah, very loaded statements with a lot of implications. Make your will. Pack your box. Kiss your girl. Be ready in a week. Ah. Kala shapa kata. Be skillful. Improve yourself. Eh? Study your business. Be self-sacrificing. Remember the master. What you lose for his sake. And for the sake of poor souls for whom he died. You shall find again. What you lose you will find again. What you lose you will find again. What you lose, you find again. What you lose, you will find again. What you lose, you will find again. Wow, beautiful words. Rescue the perishing. They are all around you everywhere. Crowds upon crowds, multitudes. No, you are a redeemer, a savior, a copy of Jesus Christ himself. So consecrate every awakened power to the great end of saving them. Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody. In his life, William Carey, uh, William Booth. Hey, they're both William. <laughs> Willie, it's a good name. I've never given anybody a name William. But it's a good name. 
William had traveled more than 5 million miles. Preached 60,000 sermons. And this is what Charles Pedersen said about him. He said, if the Salvation Army people were no more in London, 5,000 extra policemen could not fill its place in the repression of crime and disorder. Yeah. When William Booth died, 1912, not long ago, you know, I want to say something. The white people today who don't believe in God, mostly, God showed me just recently, I was looking at somebody, I was thinking that this man does not believe in God, but the Lord spoke to me and showed me, it has not always been so. It's just a recent thing. It's the last few, let's say 60 years, that Christianity has been wiped out. That you find the average white man will say, what do they say? What is she, the one who gave the, the one who has explained what they say. Yeah, come. When you talk to them, uh-huh, come this way. When you witness and they, they tell you what, they say things like, oh, um, I'm not sure about God, but I believe in some kind of cosmic force, some greater kind of, I feel it in my chi, some like deep energy that maybe there's something going on in the world, but I'm not sure if it's a God. That's what they say. They don't, they don't believe in religion. They don't believe in religion at all. They say, as for, I think it's good for us Christians that we have something we can depend on. But for me personally, I don't think that's my sort of thing. I, I, I don't see the need to go to church and I don't see why people are doing that sort of thing. That's what they say. Does anybody else have what they say? Nonama, 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 yeah. Yeah. What do they say? Go, give me, give me a mi- microphone, please. Microphone. Silver player, microphone. Yeah. Nanama, come here, tell me what they say. Yeah. Tell me. I respect, I respect your beliefs, but I believe there are many different ways to get to heaven, not just one. Um, but you get yeah, pressed on, it's fantastic. I respect you so much that... Carry on, but I think that it's not fair to say there's only one way to, to heaven. I think there's more. Can we have some volume in the back here, please? Thanks very much. All right. What do they say? When, when, when you say, oh, do you pray? Do you believe in God? They say, oh, yeah, you know, I have positive feelings and I, I'm always thankful for things. I... I love everybody. I'm a good person. I don't do anything wrong, so I don't see why I need, I need God. I don't really believe in churches or anything like that. I can be at home. Yeah. I can be at home and have a relationship with what I believe in, the higher being. Cosmic energy. The cosmic energy. <laughs> <laughs> it has not always been like that. It has not always been like this. William Booth died 1912. We are in 2018. Just a little over 100 years. And you know how many people attended his funeral? You know how many people attended his funeral? I'm going to tell you. Not just attended, but filed past his casket. 
150,000 people filed past his casket to pay their respects to him. That was in England, not in any... Oh, these are African funerals. You know what I mean? You know, these like Africans, they like, like, kind of like funerals and like kind of this kind of thing. 150,000. And Queen Mary made a last minute decision to attend the funeral. And she was asked to sit with the commoners because he was a man for the commoners and she was forced to sit by the commoners. Yeah? No, you can't be important here. And she ended up sitting next to a woman whom William Booth had saved from prostitution. And this woman told the queen, he cared for the likes of us. He cared for the likes of us. He told she, she sat by, the queen sat by this woman and she, the prostitute, the prostitute saved and said, he cared for the likes of us, Madam Queen. That's why we are here, man. Yeah. 150,000 people. And make the main thing salvation. Pack your box. Kiss your girl. <laughs> Write your will. Be ready in a week. Yes, salvation. No stories. No talking. A lot of whatever. You know, we this, we that, we that. Huh? Amazing. Amazing. Stick to it. Having your hand to the salvation plow, don't look behind you. Rescue the perishing. They are all around you everywhere. Crowds upon crowds, multitudes. If you are saved, you are just one out of many that need Jesus. Yeah. It's just grace that you are standing here. And there are people that are waiting for you. Are you glad you are saved? Yes. Huh? I'm so glad I'm saved. So glad I'm saved. So, don't be tired. This salvation thing, I tell you, we are within striking distance of winning 5,000 souls and bringing... Bringing them to a camp meeting to their absolute and amazing surprise. They they will be shocked. And I tell you, we have a camp with these 5,000 souls. And we go to Israel. We have to choose some. I mean, 5,000 is a lot of people. So we may have to choose some. But center leader, I don't know, some hard workers for the Israel trip. And those of you who are not chosen can buy your own ticket and join. You get it. And then you tag along in the next boat. You didn't like that? Overflow boat on the Sea of Galilee. Christianity is exciting. And we are going only to look at Zabulon and Naphtali. Wow. Beautiful. Look, I tell you, God is going to use you. God has plans to use you. God has plans to use you. Make your will, pack your box, kiss your girl, be ready in a week. <laughs> I mean, these are not, this is not a serious person. Not a lot of talking. Hmm? Clear your vision, halt, stand still and afresh and more fully apprehend and comprehend your calling. Yeah. We are a salvation people. This is our specialty. 
getting people saved and keeping them saved and then getting somebody else saved. That's it. No, you are to be a redeemer, a savior, a copy of Jesus Christ himself. So consecrate every awakened power to the great end of saving them. Obadiah. Obadiah 21. Put it up there. What does it say? Saviors shall come upon Mount where? A savior or saviors? Saviors. It's a prophecy of you. That's a prophecy of you. Saviors shall come upon Mount Zion. I'm sending you out from this camp as saviors. I said I'm sending you out from this camp as saviors. And that's what William Booth is saying. Be, Be a copy of Jesus Christ. A redeemer, a savior of men. Yeah, you, you will be happiest. Christianity is exciting when you are a savior. You are saving people. You are intervening. You are stepping in. Huh? Yeah, it's exciting. But it gets boring. It gets boring when you lose that focus. And say, I want to be a rich this. I want to be a that, that. I want to be money. This. No, no problem. You will be. What you give up for Jesus, you get it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Don't worry about all those things. That's what Gentiles are like. Gentiles, that's how Gentiles are. Are you a Gentile? As your neighbor, are you a Gentile? What are you? Are you a Gentile? Are you Gentilic? Are you Gentilic? What type of vision do you have in this life? Is it a Gentilic vision? Huh? Nanama, where are you? Where, where, where is one of your souls? Call one of your souls. Is this one of your souls? One more soul. I want a boy soul. Any boy soul? Come. Come here. Come. Who are you? Uh, my name is Frank Chimbeko. Frank what? Frank Chimbeko. And what are you doing here? Uh, I'm, at, I'm in uh, university. Or, yeah. Um, I study biomedical science at Nottingham Trent. Nottingham Trent University. And uh, how did you get saved? Um, I was in church before I came to uni, but I, was, uh, I had different plans. Different so, plans? Different plans when I was going to university. I thought there was um, more freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. So the first week I came, I knew even knew about first love because um, um, Pastor Daniel from Birmingham had already texted her, helping an armor what to, to tell me that I was coming. But in my mind, I had different plans. But that Sunday was the first Sunday when I got to university. I was planning not to go any church. I already gone out to see to some bad places, um, a club, basically. But then Open Anama called me first Sunday, first morning, say, "Are you coming to church?" I wasn't planning to go, but I said, "Let me just go, and I'll go back to my 
own way because I had already bought every ticket for every club there is to go that week. You had bought every ticket, every ticket and, for yeah. every club. Yeah, to go out. Freshers week. Freshers week. That's what's good. Were you planning on getting a girlfriend? A lot worse. A what? A lot worse than that. I was, planning, I was planning to sleep with girls and all sorts of things. Wow. Yes. But she called me, so I took the call. And too loud, too loud now, too loud, please. I took the call and I went to church. And that Sunday, she said that God has a plan for you. You came with a different plan. God, God has a plan for you. Who said that? My pastor. Your pastor? Who's your yeah. pastor? Help in Anama. Little one, come here. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. These are babies. I was in London when she was born. Is it not you? I was, I was there when you were born. Is it not you? She's the one. No, I, was, I think I was at the hospital. She was born. You, would you remember I was, I was there when you were born, the day you were born? She's now preaching. And she preached and you, you changed your mind? Yes. I, the week after that, I even gave up my testimony, tearing apart every ticket that I had bought. Wow. All of them. And the week after, she made me uh, Asher's ministry shepherd as well. She made you a shepherd. Straight away. From a nightclub terrorist, you became a shepherd. <laughs> wow, this is just yeah. like Apostle Paul. Yeah. The very day you are saved, and you are made a shepherd the next week. Yeah, yeah. and uh, now I'm a percentage leader in, wow. in Derby. And wow. I'm a center leader in Derby as well. So that's beautiful. That's and what about this one? Um, hi, I'm Yvette Boateng. I go to <laughs> I go to Nottingham Trent University, and that's my pastor. Who's your pastor? Elpina Nama. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, before babies, babies are pastors. <laughs> How many are going to be baby jet pastors? Look at little somebody is a pastor. This is what we call a baby jet pastor. Wow. Yeah, tell us what happened. Come this way. Oh. Um, so before I got saved, I was really deep in the world. I was the one that was always organizing for us to go to the parties. So I organized where we would go. No, these people who there. wear glasses, you know, they kind of look like, like they look like the most innocent kind of people, you know. And she was the one organizing the parties. I've told you to be careful of people who wear glasses. Okay, tell us more. Um, yeah, so I was always the one that was organizing where we were going to go to get ready. So it would be at my house or my friend's house around the corner. And then also I was the one that organized like girls' holiday and everything. We went out to Tenerife. It wasn't good. Um, but just before then, I had um, quite a few people around me that are in church today. Um, so, for example, Solomon um, from Milton Keynes, um, he, there was Eli in school and he invited me. Um, he asked me one time, we were on our stairs to sixth form, and he said, do you go to church? And I said, no, I don't. He said, wow, you should come along to save. So then I went to saved, um, and I gave my life to Christ, and I was trying and everything. But then the girls' holiday came right in between, and I just fell. What is a girls' holiday? Um, so it was about seven of us. We went to Tenerife. Yeah. Um, 
and it was like, it was just all of us, no parents, no supervision, just doing what you want. And none of the clubs needed ID, so we just walked in freely. Um, so we walked in, and then one song from a long time came on, and I just lost control, to be honest. More of my friends started screaming, wow, and I was so confused, but I realized the position that I was in, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It was low. Yeah, and then... Um, uh, I think Solomon texted me, had we been out clubbing? And I literally blocked the message, put my phone down. And then I said, okay, it's all right. And then um, when I came back, I was just about to go to uni and someone said you should go to a first love camp. Um, this was what it means to be a shepherd um, back in 2015, I believe, um, with Bishop Richard. And it was a powerful camp. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I and your life has changed now. Completely changed. Um, LP has done so much for me. Um, LP is who? LP Nanama has wow. done so much for me. She's changed my life. She's given me so much advice in every single area. Um, I, used to, I didn't have a good relationship with both my fathers, but she really gave me a lot of advice on that and told me to listen to the messages. And by the grace of God, now I'm actually a darling girl. I, my the stepfather and girl. my father. So I have two. You have two fathers. Yeah, okay. so I used to have a really bad relationship with especially my stepfather. We used to, yeah, fight quite a lot. Um, but then mm. he just talked. But now you're a darling girl. Completely. If I text him anything, he'll just be like, let's, let's talk, let's just chat. And never used to be like that at all. And now he even likes my pastor as well. He'll be like, how's your pastor? I'm like, oh, she's good. Yeah, so um, it's a blessing because I've received wow. so much. Wow. Yeah. Look, you see... 20, how old are you, please? 22. 22. Yeah. 22, and she's giving advice on everything in this life. She's counseling, she knows everything, she's sharing the word. Wow! Is it not amazing? Now, find anybody who is 20 years and if you are 20, you are ready to be a pastor. We, we, we can't wait. From the age of 20, we are expecting pastors. All right, now, who else has it? Yeah, come on. What happened to you, brother? Hi, Bishop. Um, my name is Jeremiah Owusu. Um, and I don't actually go to uni yet. I'm in college. I'm still in college. But um, I'm overseen by LP Nanama. Um, uh, but basically, I, I was really into the world. Um, you were into the world? I was into the world. I followed the crowd. Um, and I had bad shepherds. So um, basically, I was... Um, it was my school friends. Um, so they liked to party... They like to smoke weed. And at first, I, I was like, no, I'm, I, it's not me. I, I'm not doing it. Because, um, yeah, I, I, I denied it. But um, when it came to girlfriends, when it came to girlfriends, <laughs> I thought, I thought, yeah, um, it's my portion. <laughs> yeah. Mercy. <laughs> so... Um, um, it's your portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'd say I was, I was um, a, a silent shooter. A silent shooter. Basically, no, nobody, 
Nobody. I was always into, I was always into, uh, into church. My dad's a pastor, and I, I, I was in and around that Christian background. So everyone, everyone thought, yeah, wow, good boy, good boy. But when they came to it, when they, when they went around my friends, it was a different story. And obviously, I'd be going around the house. Duality. And, yes, yes, duality, exactly, exactly, Bishop. So, um, <laughs> mercy. <laughs> yeah, um. And, um, and what has happened to you now? Um, basically, um, Nano, Nano Bray, um, she invited me to First Love Church. Um, it was actually a carnival at the Arboretum around uh, September time. Um, and at first, I was kind of skeptical of going. I'd, I wasn't sure um, whether to go or not. And then I think about an hour later, I just thought, you know what, I'm dressed. I might as well. I might as well just go. Um, and I ended up going, and then I saw the dancing, and then I saw the singing. And then, um, then obviously, I saw LP come up on stage and say, I've got a quick message, not knowing that she was the lady pastor because she looked so young. I just thought it was just a normal girl sharing a quick message. And, yeah, after... Who was the normal girl sharing the quick um, message? LP Nanama. Wow. She was coming to evangelize. She was the evangelist yes, for please. the day. Wow. Yes, please. Um, and, yeah, um, after she shared the message, I... I, I felt really convicted um, and um, after the, the whole carnival had done um, actually Tracy came up to me um, and she said oh have you met um, our pastor and I was so confused I was thinking what I haven't seen a pastor because obviously when, I, when you think of a pastor you think of an uncle or an auntie or older person <laughs> so um, yeah, First I, love pastors are baby jet pastors. Hey, amen. Yeah, so I was looking around back forth, um, and then yeah, she took my hand and then showed me to. Um, she she took your hand. Yes, please. Wow. And and then she um, directed me to open the number, um, and yeah, we just had a chat, and she said, yeah, just come to um, Sunday services. Um, just come down and see how it is. And I said, yeah, I'll try because obviously I was still, I was still in church at the moment. So I said, I'll try and come after. Um, so yeah, I ended up going um, to the service and then I found myself going and going and then I um, got a personal relationship with God and I felt that, yeah, I need to do more for Christ. Seeing so many young people doing more for God and I thought, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And um, yeah, it's just been such an encouragement it's been such an incredible, even every time I hear opening number preach, it's such an inspiration, such an inspiration because... Whenever she preaches, like, what's your favorite message that she preached? Um, I, recently, she was actually, um, she was talking about fornication. So, <laughs> when she was preaching about that, I was thinking, wow, like, I'm, I'm so glad I'm saved and I, I, know, I know the truth now. And there's so many people out there that I think it's right because this world is, is normal. It's normal, and I'm so glad for, for First Love. I'm so glad for Bishop Dag for starting. I'm, I'm glad for Bishop Richard. Wow. Yeah. Give a clap offering. Thank you, all of Amen. you. Sit down. Second Timothy chapter 2. Hmm. Loneliness and hardness. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness. 
as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Amen. No man that warreth hmm, entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Now, notice hardness. The hardness we are seeing from these guys is necessary if you are going to serve God. You must be hard. All right? You must be hard. You must be a hard follower and you must be hard. You can't be a softy. Okay? You can't cry anymore. We don't cry anymore. Amen? We are not soft anymore. We are not babies anymore. We are not moaning anymore. We are not complaining anymore. We are not babies anymore. We are not weak anymore. We are not weeping anymore. We are are not scared anymore. We are not afraid anymore. We are not faint anymore. We're not lagging behind anymore. Amen. We're not weak need anymore. Amen. We're not trembling anymore. Amen. Tremble your knees, shake your knees, shake your We're not trembling anymore. Amen. I said we're not trembling anymore. Amen. Shake yourself. We're not shaking anymore. Amen. We're not shaking anymore. Amen. We're not shaking anymore. Amen. We're not weak anymore. Amen. We're not soft anymore. We're not soft anymore. We are saved. Yeah, we are saved. We are strong. It says endure hardness. Like like what you are doing now, you are sitting in the camp from morning to evening. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. We can run. We can stay. We can fast. We can fast for 40 days. We can pray between the porch and the altar. From morning to evening. I mean to not be able to pray. You, you can't pray for seven hours. I mean then you are not a Christian. Seven hours. You can't pray for seven hours. I mean, I mean, please. But you can watch films for seven hours. You can party for seven hours. You can go clubbing for seven hours. Huh? From 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. 7. 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. We don't party anymore. We don't club anymore. Oh, I'm not saying the amen. I said we don't club anymore. We don't fool anymore. We don't party anymore. We're not clubbing anymore. Christians. Hardcore. Our joy is not. You see when you were dancing. You see God is not against dancing. I was watching you guys dancing. I mean groovy dancing. I said man this is a groovy church. I like to, I like to join this church. Yes. When I saw the jamming I said man I like to join this church. Jamming. Yeah. Amen. 
Honestly, I, I don't really float it. I prefer the look. Where's that song? Never gonna stop. Where's he? Come on, Andy Moy, man. We gotta have a feeling, man. Never gonna stop praising God. Thousand years go by. Time will be no more. I'll just start all over again and praise my God. Wow. How many like a groovy church like the First Love Church? So. God is not against God is not against being happy. Happy there we are more happy than those in the world. Because after this meeting you don't have to be worried whether you have HIV. You don't have to worry whether you're going to go mad. You don't have to worry whether you took an overdose. You don't have to worry whether the police are going to come for you. You don't have to worry about whether you're going to pass your exam because you're going to pass your exam. So many things you don't have to worry about and you are still happy in the Lord. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. So, hardness doesn't mean we are not happy. Paul told Timothy, be hard. That's what I'm telling you. It involves loneliness and hardness. Yes. That's why God has not has not taken away prosperity from me. You see, what William Booth said, what you are losing, he will give it to you. Yes. What it seems you are losing, he will give it back to you. Yeah. Be hard and strong. When you go home, any relative, friend, parent, cousin, associate, past boyfriend. When past boyfriends come, you tell them, listen, if you want to see me, you see me in church, right? You don't come to my house. Don't come to, and if your boyfriend has a key to your, 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 what, you change the lock. Change the lock, it means that you can't come there. Because there are some guys, when they come, you start falling. You start shaking. How many girls have seen a boy who makes you fall? Like his presence weakens you. Hey! True or not true? No boy is going to make you fall again. And listen, shh. But boy, he says, endure hardness. Next time you see any such faller boy, I call him a faller boy, he makes you fall. Faller boy. Uh, anytime you see such a faller boy, you just shake your hand like this. You just shake your hand like this. Oh, you say, oh, hi. Uh, 
and 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 you, you don't you don't need him to hug you. But as soon as he hugs you, you see that electricity is going through you. How many have experienced electricity passing through you during a hug? You can smell what? His cologne. You can smell what? His cologne. Cologne. His smell, like his perfume, his scent. And what does it do to you? It makes me feel hot. <laughs> what does it do to you? It makes me tingle. It makes you tingle. <laughs> What does it do to you? It makes me feel warm. It makes you feel warm. Any follower boy who is coming into your life, we block him now in the name of Jesus. Any follower boy. Do you know any follower boys in your lives? Huh? Not anymore. Are they cancelled? Yeah, they're cancelled. Unknown. Blocked. Deleted. Now, sometimes it's better not to delete their names from your phone. You have to rather change their names. You change their name to don't answer one, don't answer two, don't answer three. Don't answer four. Don't answer five. Don't answer six. Don't answer seven. Don't answer eight. Don't answer nine. Don't answer ten. Don't answer eleven. Don't answer twelve. Don't answer thirteen. Don't answer fourteen. Don't answer fifteen. Don't answer sixteen. Don't answer seventeen. Don't answer eighteen. Don't answer nineteen. Don't answer twenty. Yeah. So when you see the call coming, when you look at it, it says, Don't answer. Don't answer. And you have to learn. To say the hugs are finished. Yes. Like it's finished. Sometimes somebody wants to hug you. Say, I had only two hugs and they are all finished for the day. There's no no more available to it will only be reactivated tomorrow. So I'm sorry. Only handshake. Even the handshake, I don't want to any impartation. Keep my hands. Just oh, just having. Bye, 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 bye. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All warm feelings and tinglings and hot feelings are blocked in the name of Jesus. Now those warm feelings and hot feelings and tingling feelings, you know.
That is what is supposed to be directed into spiritual energy. Yes. Because that warm feeling, you can direct it towards God. Yeah. Instead of being standing in church when they say, never gonna stop, never gonna stop. Lifting up my hands to you, lifting up my heart. You have to translate, you see, this dryness, you bring the feelings. You bring the feelings. So I'm never gonna stop, never gonna stop. Lifting up my hands to you, lifting up my heart. When the last day comes and goes, and time will be no more.
So you see, when you come to Jesus, it's not that you are supposed to be sad. No. There's mission. But you are supposed to be high. Yes. Strength. So, when you see that those tingling and warm whatever and you speak some tongues over it in the name of Jesus and you know as long as you are in this wretched body it's going to be there so you got to learn to master and be hard and be strong when you see a strange woman coming your way you don't have to say oh come and sit down no run the bible said flee you see why would he say flee it's not every battle you fight some of them you run if you know you are not strong say hey you know me this i i know that i can i mean if you are going to fight with mike tyson they put you in there have you seen his big muscles and they give you gloves and he also has gloves will you wait for even one you just say you just say excuse me i'm going to the toilet and then you, you never come back that's all that's the way to win there are some things you don't fight you run that's how to be hard yes that's how to be hard yeah be strong hard otherwise you fall and fall and fall every year you fall every holiday you fall there will be a season like every time that season comes you are down but today marks the end of seasonal fallings in the name of Jesus yeah you are going to be strong I tell you people are going to be amazed between the porch and the altar hardness you say that you've been standing you see have you watched my guys in Accra you know when the guys are praying they can hold the microphone from the morning to the evening. From 10 till 5 till 7, 8 o'clock. Yeah, that's hardness. Hardness. Yes. Yes. Hard. We'll be traveling day and night. Somebody asked me, you, you get tired. Tired of what? Tired of what? When you lie in your grave, that is when you rest in peace. That's when you rest. Till then, we'll be laboring. We'll be working night and day. So, thou therefore endure hardness. You see, many people confuse happiness with hardness. We are happy in Jesus. Are you not more happy now that you are? Is there no more peace in your life? There's joy in your life. God said you don't have music, you don't have happiness, you don't have love. We rather have love. Yeah. When you get a Christian girl and a Christian boy, hey, all I want. We have nicer songs than the world has. Far nicer songs. Yeah. 
you can fill your room with reggae music from morning to evening. Very nice Christian music. Yeah, Holy Ghost music. By the time, the whole day you'll be charged. And every day there are new songs. Even today you have heard new songs. Yeah. Heavy music. Yeah. It's like being a hard Christian doesn't mean an unhappy Christian. Yeah. feel that you are at a funeral. Yes. It's true. Yes. All these songs are like as if they are for funerals. For sadness. Yes. But God is not for funerals. That's why you see when little Nanama was a pastor, no one expecting this little girl. He said, have you seen our pastor? That was the little girl that was talking. Yeah. Baby jet pastors. Kabbalah. Yes. Fantastic. Boys and girl pastors. Small boys and baby jet pastors. I see 5,000 souls being brought to Jesus through your life. Hebrews chapter 12. Now we are moving on to the hardness of Jesus himself. The hardness and the loneliness of Jesus himself. Yes. Fantastic. Are you ready for the hardness and the loneliness of Jesus? Hebrews chapter 12. And we'll be coming to the end of the... Some time ago, if your boyfriend is saying bye-bye, you'll be saying... Now, when the word of God is being preached and it's ending, you say, ah, I don't want to go. I want to stay. Hebrews chapter 12. 12. Hebrews 12. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bishop Richard, one second, please. Hardness of Jesus. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. So, are you going to lay aside every weight? A weight is not a sin, different from a sin. So, lay aside every weight and then sin. What's a weight? A weight is like a boy. Whom you want to shed off. He's not a sin. The boy is not a walking sin, but he's a weight. He holds you down. Or a girl holds you down. These voluptuous looking chicks. 
that are keeping you away from God. You get it? Yeah. Okay? And you, you lay aside. So you don't shake hands with them. Don't welcome them in. Don't hug them. You must learn how to be selective in hugging. Yeah. You must be selective in hugging. Because when you, when you touch somebody... It's a physical thing, and it's, lay, it's like laying hands. Sometimes an impartation or a dragon comes through, and then before you realize, something is coming into you. Yeah. God forbid. So don't just indiscriminately be hugging everybody. So, oh, hey, before you realize, hey, receive it, then it's just something is entering into you. God forbid. As, you see those warm feelings and those tinglings and uh-huh, it's something. So lay aside weight. As the person next to you, get, mention one thing that pulls you down, like it's heavy. It, 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 it makes it difficult for you to run. Tell the person one of your secrets. All right. Now, verse number two. Looking unto Jesus. What else? Why should we look unto Jesus? Huh? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest ye be worried and faint in your minds you have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. So he says, for the joy that was laid up before him. You know, as I get older, I can see the joy that is laid up before me coming up. I can see it coming up. I can see it coming up. I can see it coming up. It's coming. It's coming for the joy. Yeah. So because of what is laid up for you, you endure the cross. So when you look to Jesus and you look to eternity and you see what is going to come, your rewards, then it helps you to endure, endure something up to the cross. If it's not up to a cross, then endure it. Losing a boy, losing a love, Losing a girl. God says, what you lose for me, I will give it back to you. And it's not a cross. Cross is nails and dying. He says, you have not resisted up to the shedding of blood. So you have to stand strong. You didn't come to the UK to fall. You didn't come to the UK to be destroyed. You are not here for destruction. You have to turn yourself into an enemy of Satan. 
you must turn yourself into a danger to the devil. Your presence must spark problems. The devil doesn't like what I'm telling you at all. Telling you to be hard, to endure, to, to suffer. I'm teaching you to be lonely and to suffer. If you have to be the only one, be the only one. You must endure the cross. You must lay aside every sin and every weight. Jesus says, anyone come unto me and hate not his father and his mother and his brothers and his sisters and his wife, his children, yea, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. You cannot serve God if you are not prepared to hate some things, even hate your own self. Yes. And have things that are painful. You have to cry sometimes for Jesus and cry sometimes in pain because you've decided to follow Jesus. Think of all the sacrifice you make for your boyfriend to, you make to even smoke weed. They give you weed and just, you just want to be part of the group. So, so let me just take some. And you are taking possible madness. Yes. Possible me- mental illness. You say, oh, let me just take possible mental illness just for you. Look at the boy that is coming into you. Just so, no protection. Just for the sake of life. Because of love. He says, I don't want all those things. So, yeah, no problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. After I wash with hot water, I'll be okay. What I'm saying is it's not true. It is not true. Have you not, have you not said, okay, it doesn't matter just because of somebody? You're of your love. And what about Jesus? You must endure hardness. Yeah. Tell the person sitting next to you, listen, if you are not prepared to suffer for Jesus, then bring your resignation letter. I, I want to receive, you can resign now. Now. Resign. Is anybody resigning? Staying on? Staying on? No resigning? Sure about that? No resigning. Yes. We can't resign. Where are we going to? Nowhere to go, isn't it? Some of you girls, you've had boys. The boy is like a dragon. I tell you the things he's made you to do. No, I mean, how many girls have had the boys make you do things? You look back and you say, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Where is she? Small girl like you, what? Um, when I was about 13. Um, hey. yeah. Mercy. Shut up. My brother's best friend would come over and he would pretend to play a fight and he would make me like do things with him. Yeah. Do things. Don't say the things, but things. things yeah, but things. Things! Yeah. 
How many made, they made you do tunes? Raise your hand if they made you do tunes. Ha! Huh. And now Jesus can't make you do tunes. Jesus can't make you do tunes. Can Jesus make you do tunes? If that foolish boy made you do tunes, then Jesus can make you do more tunes. Can I have an amen from somebody? First boyfriend I had, Peter. Oh, he won my heart, and I gave myself to him. Ooh, night after night, he came into my life, a dream come true. did everything he told me to do I just wanted us to be together I would cover him with so many kisses
Jesus lover. So many boys. They were so nice. First boyfriend, he told me, whatever he told me, I did it. Mercy. Now Jesus comes into your life and says, okay, now I want you to do this for me. Oh, this is too hard. Too hard? Should I go back to history and pull out some things? And he says, too hard for for you to do this for Jesus? For you to serve him, for you to, to, to love him and stay with him. Too hard. Too hard. You are risking your life all the time. Now it's too hard. Huh? You're risking your life all the time. How many have risked your life before? Now it's too hard to serve the Lord. No way. Amen. 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 So let us lay aside. This is the hardness of Jesus. Now, Jesus was with his disciples. When he was on the cross, he was a candle in the dark. Not even one disciple died with him. Peter, who the day before had been talking plenty. Talking plenty and saying what he's going to do. Huh? When Jesus, it's called what? Like when you're waffling too much, you're just talking rubbish. Waffling. Yeah, it was, Peter was waffling, right? Yeah. Peter was waffling. Is it an English word? All right. He was slang or English slang. Okay, Peter was waffling. Talking plenty. Too much. I'll die for you. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. Shelly. Did know nothing. When, when, when Jesus was being beaten, Peter was warming his feet like this. He was feeling cold. I don't want to feel cold. Just cold. He didn't want to be cold. Just cold. He was warming by the fires. Like things must be okay. Yeah. Jesus was alone. Now, the people who came to join him on the cross were thieves. No disciples, no Marys, all the Marys, Magdalene's, whatever. No one died with him. He was with the wicked in his death. All alone on the cross. Everybody was standing. No one said, oh, add me, add me to him. Add me. If you are killing him, then kill me. Because what you are doing is wrong. If you are killing him, add me. Let, let me also die. Nobody said that. Oh. We don't know him. I mean, we don't know him. We have no comment to make at this time. And, you know, we have no comment to make at this time. And we can't comment on the situation now. Wow. Are you ready to be alone on a cross? Alone and suffer and be different? Be different and peculiar people? Jesus save us to be different. Change you to be different. You don't have to be part of the crowd. Maybe the only one, I was the only one in my family saved. And then after, then my sisters. When I got saved, my sisters, they, they were followers of Michael Jackson. Yes. They were followers of Michael Jackson. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They were followers of his posters filled the rooms. Yes. 
Those were the days that Michael Jackson was really on top. Big, huge posters. You go into the room, you see posters. They were, they were his followers. Yeah. Hard followers. Yes. Yeah. And when I gave my life to God, I was, I was so odd. It's like, you're not going here? You're not going here? 31st night, you're not going out for parties? So no, I'm going to church. Oh, church? 31st night? Wow. What is what's that? Alone on the cross. Lift your hand like this. Say, alone on the cross. Alone on the cross. Hard on the cross. Hardness on the cross. Alone on the cross. Hardness on the cross. Ready to suffer. Ready to die. Ready to endure. Alone on the cross. Hardness on the cross. Yes, that's what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. You want a softy something, you have to resign tonight. Yes. Got some papers there. Give me a couple of papers. You want to... You want to resign? Here's your paper. Who is you, don't, you, want to, you don't want to resign? You don't want to resign from Christ? Yes, a pen. Those at the back? Excuse me, I'm going, I want to go to the back to, to give some resignation papers. Are there some guys at the back who want to, to resign? Are there people at the back you want to resign? Any of you want to resign? Resignation? You want to leave Christ? It's too hard? Too hard for, to you, for you to follow Jesus? Who is this lady sitting at the back there? You want to resign? Come this way. You want to resign from Christ? You still want to stay with Jesus? You sure? You can resign now. Here's a pen, paper. Too, it's too, too hard. How about you? You want to leave God? You sure? Is it too hard? Paper, pen. Too much? When you were risking your life, did anybody ask you? Now it's too much. Don't let me ever say, hear you say it's too hard. I miss John. I miss Sam. I miss Fred. I miss Lucy. I miss Shawanda. I miss Shirley. I miss Sheila. I miss Julie. No. Stretch your hand like this. Alone on the cross. Hardness on the cross. Suffering for Jesus. All out for Jesus. Ready to go. Ready to die. Ready to travel. Ready to obey. Ready to endure. Ready to survive. Ready to go through. Amen. No resignation. What should I do with these papers? I was, I was going to do that. Should I, should, I, should, I, should I throw it in your direction? Should I throw it in your direction? You should be afraid of this paper. Hey! To leave Jesus 
It's not an option. And it's not a joke, eh? It's serious. Because many are called, few are chosen. Many come to God. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. It's one thing to start. You are 20 years old. The devil is saying, you're 20 years old, and you, you decided to follow Jesus Christ. I'll show you something over the next seven years. And we see whether you still call yourself a Christian by the age of 32. Yes, you still be a young man. We'll see whether you still go to church. Yes. But every time Satan brings your paper, you a paper, you just, you just spit on. Stupid. Be careful of these uh, resignation papers. Don't let, no, no, no resigning from no nothing. We are going all out, all the way. We are going to the end. Whenever it ends, it ends. Yes. No turning back. Yes. We are, we are following this into the logical. What is the, how old are you? How is the use of being a Christian at the age of 24? Then 32, you say, ah, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, I used to, do, I used to do all those things, you know. I used to, God forbid, in Jesus' name. My goodness. Are you still doing those things? I've been doing it for years, and I'm still doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And some of you will be holding camp soon. Like, 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 like how I'm preaching at a camp. Some of you will be holding camps. It's like people are attending and you are preaching to them from morning to night. Can you imagine it? No, you see, you can only imagine yourself preaching in church on Sunday, but you can't even imagine yourself having holding a camp. But you're going to be holding camps. And people ask you, so where do you get all these things from? How can you preach for a long time like that? People stay, still staying. They're not leaving. You're offering them papers to resign. They're all moving back away from the papers. Ish. Anybody here want to resign? Hey, look at somebody on his phone here. Are you with us? Are you with us? Come, come. Which, which church is this? Which church? First of Aston. Aston. Is this one of your sheep? Aston. Pastor Daniel's sheep. You have to give account for this soul. Were you taking notes? Were you taking notes? In one of the group chats. Sorry. Group chats? Maybe he's an usher. There was a message in the usher chat maybe. Sorry. Group chats. What should happen to this uh, young man? There's, there's no way. It looks like no one wants to offer you clemency and mercy. So stand aside. Go or no go? Go or no go? Go or no go? Go! Okay, okay, okay. You must be kind. Are, are you grateful? Huh? I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yeah. Grateful for what? I'm grateful for waking me up. Huh? 
It was about the phone. It wasn't about sleeping. Yeah. It means you don't see what you are being correct. Stand, stand, stand back here. Fire, go. Okay. So, are you happy now? About what now? For for our salvation. For <laughs> correction, 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 correction. Salvation. Is this salvation? Water is being poured on you. Do you call this salvation? Correction, Bishop. Correction. 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 For being on my phone when I should be listening to you preach. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you the response. What's his name? I'm going to give you the responsibility of disposing of these terrible resignation papers. Dispose of this very dangerous paper. Careful. You know what it's for? You, you see, you, do, you are not listening. So you, you know. <laughs> 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 it's a dangerous paper. And a pen, and a pen. Follow his own instructions. All right. Go back to your seat. Tell somebody I'm ready to endure everything, anything for Jesus Christ. Sit down. 